Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ultra Modern Podcast. What's I'm up, sorry everybody? That I just blew up your ears probably with that loud welcome. Andy, I just jumping in here to say hello. Oh, yeah, to we have I want to say hello to you. Hey, what's up? I want to say hello to all the people online. Yeah, watching <laughs> on YouTube. I'm being weird, huh? You're being a little weird. I, I want to say hi to Bailey. He's over here behind the camera. Shout out, Bailey. Shout out my boy Darren Bailey, in Bailey, the back. Bailey, you want to make a guest ex- appearance right now? Yo, jump in, jump in, jump in. Jump in, bro. Come say hi. Darren, get in here, Darren. Darren. Come over here. We got to show everybody the future of team right now. Just stay socially distanced. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's close We're so far apart. All right. Now, get, yeah. All right, get cool. out of here. Get out of here. So, Bailey right here is our um, videographer today. Yeah. And also our um, our editor He's for the, the editor, podcast. The editor-in-chief. Yes, the editor-in-chief. Then we got Darren over here. <laughs> Darren is our audio guy. Uh, so those of you guys who, who are listening on Spotify, Darren's the one that edited this, I think. Right? Darren, can you make my voice really crisp right here? I hope get you made little, it worse. I'm get just a little bass going. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, this is our third podcast that we've ever done. First one was you, me, and Isai. Well, we did a couple, but then, and then we branded. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. We, right? So if you go on our YouTube channel, you'll find some... Future of podcasts that uh-huh. we did before we actually branded our podcast. And then you came up with? Ultra Modern. Ultra Modern. Ultra Modern. So Ultra Modern is our podcast for Future of. Not to be confused with Ultra Instinct from Goku's final Ultra. No, power. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I haven't watched. <laughs> what is it? Dragon Ball Super? Dragon Ball Super. Dang yeah. it. I need to catch up. Don't, dude, really dude it is so good. Sorry. So I hear. I, I need to really catch up. I've been watching Sword Art online, though. Have, yeah. you, have you seen that one? No. That I disagreed like I have seen it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I don't watch it. No, that one's good, but I need to catch up Bro, on I have Super. Sorry, I have this thing that I want to show you. Sure, show me. Because I'm so, and I feel like I keep just like, because I'm ready to show it to you. But yeah. I think I already sent it to you online. It's a meme. I like memes. I'm going to describe it because I know that you guys won't be able to see it, but also do one of these if you want to zoom in on there later, Bailey. That's for you. You don't have to do it right now. That's for later. <laughs> okay, and so uh, it's a it's a picture of Michael Scott, Michael Scott. Uh, during like a Christmas uh, The Office episode. Yes, and it says when the COVID restrictions last through Christmas, and then it's in his voice, right? He's like, "Well, happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party's Party so late." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man, dude, Michael yeah. Scott was prophetic in this moment. Dude. He 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 knew. But well, I just been birthday, I've Jesus. just been laughing a lot. On that throughout the day of just like, sorry, yeah. your party's so late. Dude, <laughs> you've been focusing on the negative things, bro. You know what I've been focusing on? No, it's been good. The positives of the fact that. The positive, poor choice of words. Exactly. Oh, dang it. Sorry. R.I.P. Oh, poor once oh, again. My oh, my God. No. We might have to edit Yeah, that. we'll probably edit this. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, anyways, oh, Christmas time. You know what I actually had a thought about uh. is that. I feel like I haven't been viewing Christmas in the most powerful way that I can. So Christmas is both the way that we end the year uh-huh. and start the year. But oftentimes when we talk about Christmas, it's like certain things already come to mind. Sure. So when we talk about Christmas, it's gifts, gifts <laughs> or but also it's better to give than to receive. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, you got to learn course. that one, Josh. Uh, <laughs> or you... 
certain songs come to mind, like uh -huh. Joy to the World or whatever. And What's the classic of the Na Na Nat King Cole one? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Hey, we got we to gotta do a duo album. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> we should. But certain things come to mind when you talk about Christmas. Uh -huh. But what I realize is Christmas is actually a story full of power on how to end your year well sure. and start your year next year. And, and um, I don't know. I, I did a little devotional for our junior high kids. And I was just, I was typing it. And like, I, I wish I was preaching in that moment because it felt like one of those those that yeah that you're just like oh this is so good we're not gonna talk about it today we'll probably talk about it in a couple weeks for but sure. anyways for we're sure. gonna talk yeah about authenticity that's yes. what we're gonna talk about today so here's here's let me set up the conversation for us today go for it um i think that if 2020 taught me anything it's that my heart craves authenticity and this is what i mean everything in life went online this year so school went online, uh, church went online, social interactions went online. Yeah. Um, even like how you get food to a certain degree went online. Like everything that we're doing in life right now is essentially online, right? But is it, isn't it weird that, that, isn't that what we are working towards? That's like what everyone wanted to happen. Yeah, right. Right. So like all of the, all of the advancements in tech or apps have been about like, being able to do things without people interactions like there's like those amazon stores yeah where you can just walk in and grab your groceries and walk out and, yeah. and you don't have to like you don't have to talk to anybody mm -hmm. you don't have to like do any interactions uh there i think a lot of people wanted to there's like classes you'd want to attend online because you can't go to like london or you can't go to right. uh, where where's, I don't know where Cambridge is at, but like, so my brother's doing philosophy and a lot of his degrees, mm. like the best places to get them are in like different parts of the world. Uh. But he has a family, so he can't just like, oh, I'm gonna go over here to take this class or I'm gonna. So for, I, I, I was just pointing, isn't it crazy that like, for a while there, the cool thing is for everything to go online. Yeah. That's what we wanted. Yeah, that was like... And I know you're going somewhere with it, but I just, I'm interjecting of like, isn't no, that's that, good. like, it's what we wanted, right? And Th now that we have it... That's the direction that, exactly. Like, when, I, when anybody thought about the future, part of our future was everything's going to be online, everything's going to be remote. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> an awesome advancement. And it has been yeah. to a certain degree because during the season, we've been able to stay connected with each other, each other in a way that, like, I can't think... I'm watching the Queen's Gambit right now. I haven't seen it, but I, I know that it's good. Yeah. First of all, a little tidbit about the Queen's Gambit. I will play chess with you, but I just want it to be known. I was asking people to play chess before it became a fad, before it became before a trend. Was... Before everybody wanted to play chess because of the Queen's Gambit, I was playing chess. So let's play. What's up? Anyways, so I'm watching the Queen's Gambit right now, and it's yeah. placed in the 60s. And I Have I played chess with you? Yeah, I smacked you. Remember? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's why you don't remember. You're trying <laughs> yeah. to get rid of the memory. No, I don't. I don't know if we played. Have we played? I think so. I, I have this vague memory of like. Was it Christmas time last I year? I think. It, I think it was. Were you playing Isai? I think I played Isai. Because he, he's pretty good, well. right? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. Are you calling him out right now? Yeah, I'm calling you out, Isai. What's <laughs> Dude, up? Dude, we when should. You're not in the room. We should do a podcast as we're playing chess. Dude, I'm down. And have that conversation happen there. I'm super down, bro. Heck Actually. Yeah. Episode four. I love checkers, so. Checkers? Anyway, so. Wait, isn't there a saying, like, 
like it would be something like uh, Andy's playing checkers while Josh has been playing chess this whole time. Oh yeah, <laughs> chess is like the the better version, more strategic, the, yeah, right? Strategic, like been, more thought been, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. continue. Anyway, so shows shot in the '60s. This is this is a long tangent for like a very small point I was about to make. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's hard for me to fathom what life was like before the internet. Because the way that they found out about events in the show sure. is the newspaper. Or or the way that they stayed connected with each other was just like... This is on Queen's Gambit? This is Queen's Gambit. But also the 60s, like when my dad yeah. was born. Like you just walked over to your friend's house or you just but saw this people at school. Like, partially this is like the 90s too, bro. That is the, the 80s. Like I remember... Uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Keep going. No, yeah. I literally had this idea... That and I forgot it. All the time. It's gonna pop up, right? It will. When when it does, just internet. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like all of life was done apart from the internet, you know. And then now you come into 2020, and now we do everything on the internet, yeah. you know. And I think one of the things that I've been thinking about this year is that with everything on the internet, it's really hard to find out what's actually authentic and what's inauthentic. Sure. Like, for for example, I live. I mean, I live. I, I work for a church. And part of the things that we do is put content out on, on the internet. We'll make worship services, yeah. like our, uh, our sermons will go on the internet. We'll make graphics, we'll do uh, Zoom hangouts, like everything's happening through the internet. But what I found is that every church is doing that right now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, it, everybody's being overloaded with this, this, especially Jesus content that's great. But I think what's happened is we've kind of supplemented our faith with online content and it's actually left us feeling hungry for more like there's there's like a there's this piece missing right there's like the it's and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna venture out that it has to do with human interaction mm -hmm. right it has to do with this like in-person um feeling that we only get when we're around each other like face to face right it's like it's this totally different thing yeah i, uh, I remembered what i was gonna say tell me <laughs> And I, well, I was going to ask you if you ever remember doing road trips with family mm -hmm. where, where you guys printed the directions. Never. You guys always use, like, well, but all the memories you have are of, like, GPS or your parents already knew how to get to where you were going. A little bit of both. Uh, whenever we would, we would go up to visit my cousins up in Paradise, California. Uh -huh. So that was, like, a 12-hour drive, essentially. And I, I wasn't old enough to drive. My dad knew the way the whole time. I don't know if he used the paper, but I have vivid memories of my dad printing out directions from MapQuest. And then he would just, like, memorize it? I don't know if he would memorize it, but he would take them with him. But it would be, like, page by yeah. page, like, literally, like, stack of papers to get to yeah. some place. But that's what I was remembering. Like, that, I remember that. I remember that phase of, like, being able to print directions. And that was more something that I would do for my parents. Mm. But before that, my dad actually had, like, this booklet that is just it's just like maps of everything and wow. so and so it'd be like oh we're gonna go visit my aunt in new mexico and so he'd go to california like the map and then and then and then he would just like uh draw it like oh, okay so we're gonna go here and then he'd write down we're gonna exit like on this thing and then he'd turn it to the next uh state that we have to cross through and map out that part and then new mexico and then or however many states it would take to like get there but it was just this different experience right yeah and and i would say um it's interesting because what culture has has done recently is taken a purist approach to a lot of things 
So like we had all these advancements in digital cameras, right? And 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 at some point, as cool as they are, people were like, dude, there's just something about film mm. that's really cool, right? Of just like doing the uh, what do they call it? The black room, the red room. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't developing know what the, photos. The in developing that, I think room. It's the dark room. Yeah, dark room, right? Yeah. And so like the, but just the whole process to get the, the final product, right? Is is missed right mm-hmm. and so people are like we have let's return to some of these older versions of it because there there was just something about our humanity that responded in it yeah and i feel like that's what we're experiencing right now with all of our online capabilities mm-hmm. we've realized like okay yes we can we can zoom with somebody across the world and that's fantastic but but why is it that being in person together is so much more meaningful, right? right and I feel like yeah. that's the thing that we're, maybe we already knew that, mm-hmm. but but we've just been so oversaturated yeah. with tech that that we crave what you're calling authenticity, right? Or this yeah. like, this this auxiliary experience or analog experience, right? They yeah. they make that comparison a, a lot with um with audio of like digital versus analog yeah. of like vinyl right and it's like it's like that's the we want vinyl is the thing we want to mm-hmm. go back to right? right and it's like right now we're stuck on like digital and it's great and we're like yeah. ah, i just want to go back to it yeah it yeah there's something for whatever reason um well i have a word for it what it could be it's like things will hop in and out of trend right sure where things will become uh cool at one point but I think there's – so I'm going to talk against trends today, actually. That's the part of the podcast. But I want to talk about a positive part of trends right now Yeah. because I think the trends are actually voicing something that our hearts really want or that our hearts are actually longing for. Like for us to create a system uh, or an application called Zoom where you get to talk face-to-face with somebody, mm-hmm. see their, their, their facial, in, uh, facial expressions, and hear, their, hear them talk, that's telling us that we crave this, this – in-person interaction we crave that that ability to talk to yeah. somebody and now that it's been all online there's this re- not resurgence but there's this desire to return to this portion of time where you know we didn't have to go online right we could just like I, i've been doing this i've been romanticizing the past like a ton lately like yeah remember when we could just go to the restaurant and not have to wear a mask or remember <laughs> when we could go to restaurants you know i was just i was just telling bailey that uh this is th- that this is part of the new gossip right of like yo i saw uh i saw my guy max uh <laughs> hanging out at starbucks and he didn't have a mask on right? <laughs> it's like new it's this new like uh a way of maybe pointing out a flaw in somebody right where right. before i don't know like what's what what's the type of thing we would have said before yeah i don't know of like, like it's just some way to badmouth somebody right or yeah, gossip yeah. somebody and now it's like oh i just saw that guy over there he wasn't he was wearing, wearing a mask, mask. <laughs> he was drinking water yeah but he could have like just lifted it taken a sip and, and then put, put it back, back down. down yeah dude ev- but everything has become so politicized you know like you can you could almost make assumptions about everybody based on like what they wear, sure. like what they drive, what they, you know, if they wear a mask or not, you know. I think we're returning back to a time where we didn't have to do everything online, where we didn't have to talk to each other uh-huh. like through text or or through Zoom, where we could go to classes in person, where we can order food in person. We we miss all of that. And in a sense, now that we're in an era where everything is online, there's a portion of our hearts that feel like it's inauthentic. Yeah. Like we're watching another church service, but for some reason it feels inauthentic. Or 
we are having to have another Zoom session replacing a classroom, but it just feels inauthentic. Or even like hanging out with somebody, like face to face. We're having another interaction with, or, or online, I mean. Sure. And it just feels inauthentic. And I think one of the things that I learned most this year throughout 2020 is that my heart is craving something authentic. And that's not to say when everything, like pre-COVID world, everything was authentic. But it shows to say, I think, that when we do things in person or we do things apart from the negatives of social media or online world, uh, there's a form of authenticity that we can find. Yeah. And for myself, I mean, I, I can tell you about, fo so for this season, everything that I've been doing is online, like everybody. But I've kind of leaned in more into like social media and a part of me has desired. It was just like the natural swing, right? It was mm -hmm. like along with um, everything being online already, like Zoom, classes, yeah. church, uh, interaction with people. Yeah, I feel like it naturally pushed us into our social media again, right? I would yeah. say if a lot of us were, were probably already feeling like taking a break from social media, mm -hmm. but now it's like, well, now this is the only form of like communication or one of the or forms of like communicating right that yeah. just seems like most most accessible yeah here's what it did for me though i so instagram is a fun place because uh -huh. you get to create your own page essentially and your own algorithm right? yeah your own algorithm <laughs> everybody has their own algorithm yeah. um do you ever just use other do you ever like ask people if you can look through their instagram no i do that i think that's weird i do that sometimes I'll ask like I'll ask Val. I'm not like checking up, right? I'll right. just but I'll be like, hey, can I look through your like, just to through because it's so with. different, right? Than mine. Like if you go on my my Instagram, it's got like shoes, uh -huh. apparel, um, and then it has like church, creative quotes and like type fonts. Yeah. And then I go on Val's and it's like hers has a bunch of like singing stuff mm. and like. I don't know. It's it's interesting. No, yeah. Let I, me see your uh, my Instagram. You could see let me see your Instagram. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I can actually show it to you right I wanna now. I want to see the front. future of it. <laughs> Let's show, no, future of is weird, bro. Because I think as soon as they hit you with, like, a a new account, they're just trying to figure out, like, what it is. What? That, so they send you, like, an assortment of. Yeah, of, like, everything. Like, for me right now on my Instagram, it's TikTok videos, a lot of UFC oh, stuff. Oh, I, right I get a lot of TikTok stuff. Uh, and a lot of uh, comic book stuff. So, like, if you're watching some comic book news. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine, mine has a bunch of, like uh naruto mm. <laughs> like updates and yeah well um, so this is actually perfect because what i'm talking about is you you begin to create your personality on instagram and a yeah. portion of it is created for you based on the things that you look at right like we i think everybody knows about the algorithms now that you're, you're sure. like people are feeding you these things essentially anyway so that could go into conspiracy theory ter <laughs> territory that's not what we're talking about what i'm talking about is this oh, oh that's good oh, it's, um <laughs> Uh, are we projecting onto our social media or is our social media projecting onto us? Right. Right. So are we shaping our Instagram or is our Instagram shaping us? Dude. Well, he, yeah. So here's Dang. the thing. Sorry. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because it, the initial is probably you, but then the rest is formed. And That's the reason crazy. I say that is because I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I, when I follow, like, I follow a lot of church people. Yeah. Um, both, like, I mean, obviously locally in our church, but also in the greater big C church. Like, sure. And I follow a lot of creatives. And 
as I've followed these creatives and seen like the cool things that they've done, I've kind of picked up on this new persona that is emerging in like the Christian world, like the trendy Christian world. Sure. And right now there's kind of like a, a persona that people want to assume to be the trendy church person. So, so in your photos, what you'll do is you'll post uh, certain outfit pics. You'll probably dress a certain way. Uh, you'll, you'll repost certain songs or you'll, you'll like make some kind of, uh, graphic and post it on your page and yeah. you know it's all good in, in in positive things but what i've seen is that there's actually a christian persona sure or or trendy church persona that's forming on instagram and i think a lot of people are trying to become like that and the reason i bring it up is because i for one when i joined instagram like i didn't know how to use it like in the very beginning right and all these years through what I've what I like, but then also through what I've been following, it's yeah. formed me into who I am now. And I, following all these like uh, trendy church people and like really creative people, I've found myself wanting to be a trendy church person yeah. and post things on my Instagram that will make me look spiritual, or post things on my Instagram that will make me look trendy. Like certain like, but you look on my my page right now, I have a photo of my shoe. Like I'm, I'm walking and it's like a blurry, like you could tell it's, Is it's a the shoe. orange one, the Nikes. No, it's the one with my, my Converse. Like I'm walking on, on dirt and it's like a terrible photo in reality. But for whatever reason, that is the, that's the aesthetic that's the trend. That's the aesthetic right I now. actually, I actually remember one of the shifts that happened in social media mm -hmm. and it, it was in between people moving from Facebook to Instagram, there was like this migration, right? Yeah. And what happened is a couple of YouTubers started to do stuff on like, hey, I'm gonna do a story of like uh, where I'm being vulnerable. Mm. And so they would record themselves kind of having these like breakdowns. And then they would talk about like, you know, I'm, I'm not actually this very like confident person. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually more like, uh, I, I'm, I'm normal or real and I, and I have like struggle with anxiety or with like different, different yeah. stuff like that. And I remember that as soon as that happened, everybody started to like do this online persona mm -hmm. of like, yeah, I'm just being really vulnerable right now. And like, I've been struggling with this yes, and dude. like, da, 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 da. and then, You're, and yeah. the trend of social media from there on out was like this mix of like everybody is is like struggling with something and they put it on online. Yeah. And I'm saying some people really were struggling. Yeah. And then some people were just the bandwagon of like, here's yeah. the next trend is like being like uh is like being uh, sad yeah. on social media or telling everybody, haha, I'm not really confident and like, but I'm posting this thing. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. It was just Dude, a yeah, weird... I have two thoughts on that. One is that. Do you remember that? Do you? Do you no, know? but I understand what it is. I because that's still happening today. Yeah. It's just in different forms. Like, people will. But sorry. Will fake authenticity. Yeah, but why I say it is because I remember like social media was one way, and then and then a couple of people did those videos, and then all of social media just boom like hard pivot right. and started to go in into that direction. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, th th that's that's the way the trends start, right? Yeah. Like something new, something some influencer, right? Yeah, we'll be like, sorry. And and oh, that's so perfect. So like some influencer, right? Like uh -huh. everybody wants to be an influencer today. 
I'm going to talk about more about this later, but if your goal is influence, you're, you're not going to have any, any influence anyways. Yeah. Um, so the thing is what you're talking about, like everybody was being uh, vulnerable and like coming out of like a, a season of depression or something. They sure. post about it and you know, there's authentic, there's authenticity in that. Totally. Then there's also the people who kind of take to social media and they see like this whole thing going on, like people being uh, vulnerable and they do it themselves. But then there's a sense that it's not authentic. And what I, first of all, here, here's why I, here's something that we might cut out. We'll see. We might leave this yeah, in. Yeah. Um, during the events surrounding George Floyd's death and Breonna Taylor's death this year, everybody took to social media which was good. We needed to bring uh, awareness. We needed to, to, to be activists, to sure. protest. A, a public conversation on what is well-known history. Exactly. Right? What, 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 I, what I did during those past months, or where everybody did, it was reposted certain information on how to get in contact with local officials or reposted like uh, reasons why this is an issue or people were doing stuff like that, which yeah. was good. And I was doing it as well. Then here's something that really bugged me during this time. There were a lot of people who were posting during that time something along the lines of this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna act like sure. this person. Like I post a picture of like a tree or something, you know? And then in the caption I'll write something like, I've waited to post this. Honestly, all of this has been bugging me and I just I couldn't say anything yet but here I am now saying what I really oh, think and why yeah. it hurts me. And then they'll unfold the whole, like their own reason why they're angry at this. Sure. But it's almost like you've taken an unnecessary step in making this situation about you rather than what is actually going on. Yeah. So like in a sense, it feels inauthentic because what you just did is you took everything that's happening this year about a people that's been marginalized in our country and reduce it to to this is about you and what you like, felt. you know how hard this has been on me yeah <laughs> it's like, bro. like that i don't care that it was hard on sure. you like what about the people that are hurting right and i think that just the timing is off on that post right not even the timing sure i think it's the Content? it's the where you put your energy into because uh -huh. he put his hurt into telling people that he was hurt instead of if he was hurt and upset about the issue then why not post things that are directly helping the issue or sure. directly or bringing light, right? And, and that's not to say peeling, fe people's feelings aren't valid and they are and yeah. you need to express your feelings. What I'm saying is social media has created a platform where you are able to put yourself on display and mask it as like activism or mask it as spirituality or mask sure. it as whatever it is, when in reality, I think that social media has a lot of, a lot to do with yourself than it does with anything that you actually like. Yeah. And, you know, um, do you know Matthew Healy? He's the lead singer of the 1975. Yeah, yeah. He had something to say about this a couple of years ago, and, and I liked it, but I didn't fully understand what it meant until now. He said, social media should not be who you are. Social media should show what you do. And what I think a lot of people have done is they've gone onto social media, like Instagram, and they'll create this personas, but then they assume that persona who's, is who they actually are. Yeah. So in my life, what I've done is I've followed all these creatives, all these Christian influencers, right? Who are spiritual, who are trendy, who are creative. And I've, I've been, I want to be that 
So I've done the, the Christian trendy thing. So I've post reposted sermons. I've I've posted like my favorite worship song or I've reposted or I've posted, you know, my favorite outfit pick yeah. all under the guise of this is my spiritual, like trendy spiritual self. But what has happened is I've actually made that the object. And instead of just doing this because it's an overflow of what I'm experiencing with Jesus, right. it's become this is who I am. And what I think it, it's become is, yeah, I've probably got, gained somewhat of a following on Instagram. I don't think I'm like a big influencer. But what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up to have influence that I can actually back up with my character. Sure. So like I'm stepping into an arena where I'm saying, look at me. I am this spiritual leader. I, I am trendy. I know how to balance trendiness with Christianity or trendiness with my belief in Jesus. When in reality, like everything you see on the surface is it's like the opposite of the iceberg analogy. Like you see the tip of the iceberg and you don't see what's the underneath. The depths, yeah. It's like, like the, the opposite. Like you on the surface you see like this big old iceberg you're like dang that thing's probably huge and you see underneath it's like a little (laughs) pebble right yeah like that that is what i think is dangerous right now i mean if you relate to that i i I, I, no i i I do understand what you're saying i feel like i i had a version of this uh when i first started doing music in the in the church Mm -hmm. and when social media was becoming like a way of representing yourself i feel like i was i was super into i would like pay squad to take pictures Mm. at like a worship thing that i was doing or and part of it was because i wanted like i did want to capture the story i wanted to put it out there um but but when i look back at it now i i wish i would have learned a more like authentic or honest way of doing it then and i think i would have kept a lot of that on Mm -hmm. on my instagram but now i just kind of like when I think about it, I'm kind of like, Ugh, like it's kind of it's cringy, because yeah. but but because it was like I was looking at uh, other influencers and and worship leaders and pastors who were doing a certain path, but really it's they just ha- they just had this huge creative team mm. behind them, and so it was very easy to like access all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'm my own creative team, right? So mm-hmm. I have to like figure out how to do this thing right. that didn't. A need to be the end goal, right? Mm. Like that didn't actually need to be the thing, the right. thing that I was about. And so I feel like, maybe like two years ago, I had this hard pivot of trying to refigure out how to do social media. Yeah. Um, and part of it was just was like just putting out vlogs for the sake of putting them out, and mm. just have, just like have fun with yeah. it, and not care so much about like what the the perception was, right? Mm. I think the the thing I'm having trouble sorting through now is how to use my my platform for the stuff that i want to say that that is like a sermon that is like a thought out i have notes for the thing that i want to share right i have this thing that i want to say and i want to and i always want to package it a certain way and have the lighting a certain way and have it like and i'm wondering if is the better thing to just like just not even care about that and just put it just like all right i'm just gonna go instagram live no edits yeah (laughs) right here's just the thing i've been thinking about i i you You know what i'm saying as opposed to like i have to edit this video of myself yeah (laughs) or even so there's a so first of all for all our creatives that are listening to this right now like this is not speaking against what you do right this is not saying don't be creative sure i think there's a big call when you are creative in the church to be authentic in what you do so dude i 
I think we had you get what I'm saying? yeah different positions, but the same issue of like yeah. this is who we're trying to show that we are, and I think when you when you make your persona the object or the goal, it takes away from the authenticity, yeah. right? And I for me, I mean, I for sure I I'll just explain it again. Like I wanted to be this spiritual guy on Instagram who had cool clothes who you know, preach cool messages, who make cool graphics like that. Sure. There's a whole persona on Instagram for that kind of person right now. And recently, I've just found myself absolutely empty. Yeah. Because I made my goal to become authentic or to be spiritual on the surface, but wasn't actually doing anything for myself. And actually, I'm going to bring scripture into this because this is, this is what really, like, I, I don't know if you've had this moment, you've ever read something and, and it was just, it was just like God calling you it out. Just like you just like deep. <laughs> you're like, God just like <laughs> you know, it was just like that kind of moment. God goes into dad mode. Huh? Yeah. You're like, dude, <laughs> chill, so, chill, right. chill, chill. <laughs> so I, I was doing, I remember one night I just couldn't sleep, you know, sure. and I, I just felt like anxious, like mind racing and the type that like, like I, I could sleep almost always. Like I never have issue with sleeping, but this night was just like, my mind could not calm down. I woke up and, I just could not go back to sleep. And I, I was just like, all right, I guess I'll just read scripture, you know? So I opened my, my phone uh, and I went to First Samuel. Mm -hmm. I, let's just be, like, yeah, let's just be honest. I have not read the whole Bible, <laughs> even though I am hey, a you know pastor. What? You know what? I'm going to come out and say it. I have not read the whole Bible. We have not. <laughs> that's so good. But if you have, that's amazing. But I, so I opened the first That's Samuel. That's really funny, dude. That was yeah, really funny. Yeah, just real honest, too. Uh, so I usually, when I read scripture, I'll go to, like, the New Testament, and I have go-tos. Like, I'll go to Romans, yeah. um, or I'll go to, like, one of the Gospels. Um, but I decided to go Old Testament this time, because I, I just, I wanted something new. So I went to the Old Testament, went to First Samuel, and the first seven chapters, bro, I was just hooked. Because it talks about, the story of Samuel, how he became uh, the priest, what happened before him, but it also intertwined into that. When you're talking about Samuel, you're also talking about the Israelites, the yeah. nation. It's a story that's, that's very intertwined. And essentially, the Israelites go through a season, like 25-year-long season of feeling like God has abandoned them. They go into battle against the Philistines, yeah. and they are hoping to win. And as as an act of faith to show that God is with them, they take the Ark of the Covenant with them into the battle. So they go into the battle expecting to win. They're feeling like strong, like, like ready to get this victory. They lose. And not only do they lose and many of their, their people are slaughtered, the Ark of the Covenant, which is like their biggest possession as sure. a nation, it's like essentially God with them. Their, the Ark of the Covenant is taken and the Philistines hmm. now have their ark. Now, God does crazy things through the Ark of the Covenant uh, to the Philistines. Like, they have this thing, and then people start dying, and, like, it's a whole plague that happens, <laughs> yeah. you know? And they're like, oh, we don't want this dude to, like, have it back. So they give it back. And then this crazy thing, I, the Old Testament is nuts. We could yeah. probably do a whole podcast on, like, the theology of the Old Testament. Um, but essentially, the Israelites go to get it, and 70 people die. 70 Israelites die through contact with the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. It's crazy <laughs> stuff, you know? And then that is, a, like, they go deeper into this 25 year of feeling that God has abandoned them, right? Sure. Then you get into chapter 7, 
And in chapter 7, you see the Israelites in a state of, of despair. Mm-hmm. They, they have been in 25 year, long years. I'm 23 years old. Like, I'm not even, I wouldn't have met that whole thing yeah. yet. Like, 25-year-long despair, and they finally turn to, to Samuel, and Samuel tells them how to get their life back on track or how to dedicate themselves to God huh. again. And the first thing that he says is you have to get rid of all your idols and the other gods that you're worshiping. And whenever I hear idol, for whatever reason, I never think of like, oh, it's a god or like, oh, it's like an actual being. Yeah. But then in scripture, literally, they name two real gods uh, in, the, in their, their world, Ashtoreth and Baal. So it wasn't the fact that they were just like, having have this little wood symbol or whatever in their house sure. they were praying to two other gods and in in the the theology of the old testament the it's a henotheistic um, environment yeah meaning they believe that god was yahweh was the one true god but other gods still existed like they didn't yeah. think that they were fake they thought that they were real so it wasn't that they were not following God alone, it was that they were dividing their faith among three different things. God, Ashtoreth, and Baal. And Samuel comes into the picture and says, if you want to turn back to God, then you have to turn away from your idols. You have to turn away from these other gods, you know? And, you know, that night, I mean, this, mind you, I'm all reading this all in one night. Yeah, just yeah. Wow, that's a great story to, like, yeah. help you feel relaxed. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, wow. That feels so good. No, but here's the thing. It, 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 it paints a picture of despair, right? Sure. It paints a picture of despair where everything seems to be going wrong. And you come to find out, like, or, or you, the Israelites feel God has abandoned us. Well, you look deeper into the story. It wasn't that God had abandoned the Israelites. Mm. It's that the Israelites had abandoned God. Yeah. They had started putting their faith and their hope into to things that weren't going to sustain them. And if we want to believe in what we believe today, that weren't real. Sure. You know, they were putting their faith into these different gods that were never going to sustain them into the future that they were lo- hoping for. Yeah. And the first thing that Samuel tells them is you have to turn away from those things. And, you know, I did the stereotypical, like, what's, what's the idol in my life? What idol is it? <laughs> what idol? And but I asked myself seriously, and I realized, oh, my goodness, this spiritual, trendy church person is my idol. Yeah. I've made this persona that I want to be on Instagram my idol. I, that is I, the reason I huh. read scripture, the reason that I post the posts your, that I your do. Your self-image are all connected to wanting to be that. And I'm, I'm hoping out of that that I'll gain influence, that I'll gain like clout. property yeah. and clout in people's lives. But I'm also setting myself up for the fact that I might get there maybe sure. through what I'm doing. But how tragic would it be to get to that position of influence in someone's life and not have the character to back it up. Yeah. It's like sh- like showing up to a football game with no pads. Right. Or showing up to a baseball game with no bat. Or You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, dude. You're missing the thing that's going to take you to where you want to go. That's good, man. And I just, I I, uh, I saw some football over the weekend. I, I think it's called Red Zone. Like, Red Zone. This, it, it's like a channel or a, a, a way of watching it. Okay. And so it's it'll, like, show you all these games happening live, but but all, just transition into the most exciting parts of it. So there's like no downtime. Uh, nice. You're watching like three or four games at, at the same time. Right. But what what it does is it highlights like 
the impact of just like tackles and of plays and of all that. And, yeah. and so when you talk about like not having pads, I'm just like, dang, like you could not, you could not survive one of those games, mm -hmm. right? In, in reality, especially if you're like the quarterback, like you just, there's no, quarterbacks are usually like thinner. They're yeah. not as like bulky, right? Mm -hmm. Like they could not survive without, without pads. And I, I, I find that a, a fitting connection on like yeah. we build these personalities and and then what's going to happen when the responsibility comes right exactly. what's going to happen when the the moment where the character of you is required happens and you don't have it right and i and i and i want to connect that to uh i actually found a I've been looking at other stories, not just Carl Lentz's story, but there's mm -hmm. other stories of, of these like Christian leaders who end up having celebrity status of influence right. and, and of just how, how hard do they fall mm -hmm. in, and, 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 and how, how much it impacts their family when there's like a type of moral failure. Right. right. And, and I think, we, I actually had a similar conversation of like what you've been thinking through with um, Isai and Joaquin and, and Kevin. Uh, we, were, we were outside over there in a table and we just started talking about all of this of like, isn't it interesting that um, that part of Christian culture has become trendy mm. culture and that there's a there's a there's a real benefit in signaling being a christian who is fashionable mm -hmm. being a christian who is culturally uh diverse right so mm -hmm. they're like yo this guy posts songs about rappers he posts songs about like the 1975 right, like right, you right. get what i'm saying yeah, like there's but that there's an actual reward like people will like, oh wow, like this person is really well rounded. They're mm -hmm. cultured, they're right. fashionable, they're like da, da 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 da. And and we're signaling all these things and and none of them were ever the ask of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm not saying those things in themselves are inherently wrong, but but what I'm saying is the the call of Jesus has never been that. Right. 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 And, and I think what we're finding is uh, there is an authentic self that we're being called to. Mm -hmm. And and what's interesting is ch I think chasing that authentic life will result in a life and in a story that's more interesting mm -hmm. than yeah. just fitting the current Christian trend mold yeah. right now. Right or any mold, yeah. E even the like the mold outside of Christianity yeah. of like influencers, celebrity, fitness, fashion, yeah. like all of the, all of the stories that are already out there. Mm -hmm. I think there is something more interesting in in an authentic, yeah, who I am, right, and who yeah. Andy chooses to be, Can that I? will speak louder, right? Yeah. Than, than if I just start, I'm gonna take five things from this influencer, five things from this other influencer, and five things from this other mm -hmm. influencer, and just plug them into the thing that I'm doing yeah. and make that me. Like right. 
Yeah, there's, dude, amazing. I, I'm so happy we're on the same vibe right this now. Is a, you know what I'm talking about? This is yeah. what I was saying. This I'm like, we it. end up in this place where yeah. it's like, whoa. This is, this is the spot. Well, yeah, okay, so to interject, here's another thing that, that, that you bring up well. Um, Jesus doesn't call us to that. He calls us to authenticity. And another thing is, in, in Scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 7, as Samuel is giving them instructions on how to turn back to God, on how to turn, give their life back to God, they begin getting attacked by Philistines. Mm-hmm. Like as they're in this moment of repentance, they're giving their life back to God, the Philistine army is <laughs> coming at them. So I love you, God. Thank you for being with us, for protecting us always. Boom. Boom. Army shows The up. army <laughs> is about to attack them, you know, and they start freaking out. Well, one view could be, oh, Baal is punishing us, mm. right? Or what's the, the other lady? Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth is punishing us, yeah. right? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even take it that way, but that's true. Here's the way that I was going to take it. <laughs> uh, is, is the Philistines attack them in a moment that they believe that they are weak, right? Sure. The Philistines been attacking, and the Israelites cry out to Samuel, like asking him to continue pleading with God on their behalf. And what happens as a result of them putting their faith in God, like in asking Samuel, is God speaks audibly, apparently, in, in the narrative, and so powerfully that the, the Philistines are confused. Yeah. They have no idea what's happening, and they're thrown into a confusion. And as a result, the, the, uh, the Israelites fight back. They still have to battle. They fight back, yeah. and they win that battle. They win the, that, that portion of the war. And you know what? one of the things that you're saying is that how sad would it be if you come up to the moment where your influence actually matters, but you haven't done any of the work to actually become that person? How sad would it be if the Israelites had continued to put their faith in Ashtoreth and in Baal, and they get to a moment where they're being attacked, but they didn't have God to confuse the army? For sure. And what I, what I think is, like, you becoming this persona or this, this Christian influencer is... is is going to leave you open for attack, essentially. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not spiritualizing this. What I mean is, like, you're going to feel, like, in my life, what I felt is a lack of purpose, a lack of meaning, because I, I, I wasn't preparing myself for the moment for, of battle. And for the right thing, right? Exactly. I, and, and I think one of the real, the real reasons why we can't make personas our goal is that we're not setting ourselves up for the life that Jesus is calling us to like th- what you said is a life with Jesus is probably going to be more adv- I don't know adventurous is that what you said or yeah. more worth it than a life of you faking authenticity or faking yeah. and what I've actually found bro is that on Instagram the most influential people that I've seen uh or on surface level influential people are people that are authentically being they're fed. just doing their stems oh that like say more on that so yeah. like uh, right now, there's. I thought you were gonna say who are authentically being themselves. Well, yeah. Which is true, but but an interesting distinction is you said uh, authentically being fed, mm-hmm. right? What do you mean by that? What I mean is, there's you can kind of tell the difference between an original and a copy, right? Sure. Especially on social media, you can kind of especially like if you want to do your research, you can see who people follow and you can see the things that they post and you yeah. can tell oh this was an what original. What it's influenced by, right? You, you, yeah. But there are those rare accounts or those rare people 
on Instagram where you see what they post and for whatever reason you feel the authenticity in the originality of what they made. Yeah. And one of those people, his name is Charles Metcalf. He's like a really big influential creative pastor right now coming out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he from again, I don't know him, but from what he posts and the way that he posts and the things that he says and he preaches seems to be living a life in which him his spiritual life comes first and as a result who he is is seen on instagram sure so it's not the other way around it's not like this is who i want to be on instagram and as a result these are the things that i'm going to post but as a result of being fed by your spiritual leaders by doing your own devotional but i don't know whatever spiritual disciplines you want to put in there as a result he has gained true influence true influence in the, in the matter of people are listening and he has something to say yeah and I think maybe f for anybody that's listening that's trying to understand influence and trying to understand how they can um, get their life connected to Jesus in a more intimate and more personal ways, well, we, I think one of the things that we got to do is not make Instagram your idol, not make your persona your idol. Yeah. Like we have to realize that if, if we want to live a life of meaning, of fulfillment, then we have to have the right stepping stone, the right, the first um the right meal to go with it. Like if you if you're trying to work out and trying to get healthy, but you're just eating at you know McDonald's every day, then you're not going to get healthy. One of the things right. that me and Jesus uh, Jesus Vera shout out Jesus, we came up with this analogy this week. It's like uh, if you want to be healthy, but you keep going to McDonald's, it's not going to happen. If you want to be healthy and you start cooking at home, it's going to happen. But the thing is, the reason why cooking at home is so tough is because one. You have to go to the grocery store. You have to spend more money than you would at fast food. Yeah. You have to uh, take the groceries home and, and actually cook it, or you have to find a, a recipe, Right. cook the recipe. Plan the meals. Plan the meals. And even then, even if you do everything to the T of the recipe, it doesn't mean that it's actually going to be good. Because the reality is to get food that tastes good and that's healthy, it takes practice. It takes trial and error. You understand what a real ounce is or whatever sure. amount is. And I think the, re the reason like a lot of people don't feel fulfilled in their spiritual life isn't is because they're fulfilling themselves with fast food, spiritual fast food. That's good, man. Like they like we yeah. are eating what we find on Instagram and having that sustain us or the persona that we're getting or the the uh, what we're getting from being the spiritual person on Instagram is what's feeding us. When in reality, we're never going to reach our mark if we just continue uh, if we don't fill ourselves with real spiritual food. And, I, you know, I never like being that guy to, like, read your Bible or never like being that yeah, guy to... But seriously, blow the dust off your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and read it. I think... Here, I want to say one more thing. I'll hand it over to you, and then we'll yeah. probably close up. I think this story in First Samuel is powerful because it shows the power of repentance. It shows the power of turning back to God. But it also shows that your life is also within your hands. Because God, God's voice audibly confuses the Philistines, but the Israelites still had a battle. They still had to fight. And I think that's a part of our faith that we often forget is that we can have these spiritual moments where God, where we feel his presence, but that is the starting point of the battle. Like yeah. we can't live for those moments. Those moments are, we have to take control of them. We have to take hold of our lives and actually choose to battle every day. Yeah. It's not like it's not like your favorite pastor is, wakes up spiritual 
eats breakfast spiritual or goes to bed spiritual, your pastor battles or your, your, your favorite influencer, your favorite worship leader or, or, or whoever it is that you look up to, that person battles. And I think something that we need to instill in our believers, especially as we end the year, is the fact that if you want to see your life go a certain direction or if you want to gain that influence or if you want to gain that authenticity that our hearts desire, you have to battle for it. Right. Like God will take you to the point where you have to battle yourself. Like we you have, have to, to use your own strength. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's a partnered, a partnered thing. Yeah. That's good, man. I, I, I've been thinking about how like in, in, in the story in Samuel, there's this clear us versus them motive mm -hmm. between the Israelites and the Philistines. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good picture of like what's happening in that story when you look at it from within. When you, when you take a step back from the story and kind of glance at it from like bird's eye view, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a story of like God's working with the Israelites and he's also trying to work with the Philistines, right? And, and he's trying to bring, he's trying to bring clarity um, to us understanding who we are and who we're supposed to be. This mm -hmm. is a, the Bible is often like a narrative of identity, right? Mm -hmm. And of like how humans perceive themselves. And the Israelites are coming into more clarity of, of understanding that they are God's children, right? And that we have this like um, beautiful life in front of us that we get to live and we get to choose our freedom, we get to choose our future and how yeah. it's going to look. And that same thing is offered to the Philistines. But the difference between the Philistines and the Israelites at the time is that the Israelites know that they are children of God. Mm. And so when God speaks, it brings clarity, right? Wow. And, but to the Philistines, when God speaks, there's confusion because they don't know who they are, right? And there's this, there's a, yeah, there's this scenario where the way the story is recorded is that the Philistines fight, I mean, and against the Israelites, right? But, but I think there's a version of it today where as, as we learn more about who we are, that story might, would probably look different, mm. right? The, the ask would not be Israel go to war with, with the Philistines, right? But Israel, because you understand who you are, like, find a way to show them who they are as well, right? Or who mm. they who they get to be. And I and I wonder if like what I'm getting from this is I, I think we should reassess what we do with social media. Mm. All right. I don't think the answer is delete social media because cause I I mean maybe for some people it's a good thing to like take a break from or like I I don't think that's the ask. Mm. I think the ask is like take a deep dive into yourself and into who God is calling you to be and, and take some time to get clear on that. And then a natural result from that mm -hmm. is going to be your social media version yeah. will probably change too. Right. But don't, don't let the upkeep of your social media be synonymous with like self care, right. And right. taking care of yourself. And, but another thing that this made me think of was 
how how much we are all actually analyzing ourselves and mm. each other, right? So Dude, that yeah. people are actually looking at my Instagram and and finding what feels authentic and what doesn't feel authentic. And I should think about that too, right? Of like, what is actually yeah. accepted as a real version of me? Mm-hmm. And, and where am I trying too hard on this? And why? Like, why, yeah. am I, why am I doing that, right? And is there anything that I can do to, to yeah. change that? But yeah, man, this is, I think 2020 has just been a big year of like self-reflecting, mm-hmm. self-auditing, right? And uh, And I think it's an important time to, to reassess who we are becoming, right? Yeah. Who am I becoming? Because like everything that I do is affecting my character and my personality and my goals and my life choices. And so this is a good time moving into 2021 to just reassess, right? Like, yeah. hey, where's my life going? Where am I, what, who am I turning into? Yeah, that's good. That's a vibe. Hey, bro, thanks for being here today. Yeah, man. Hey, everybody that's listening, we love you. Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out. Uh, this was a long podcast, but we hope that you gained something very, uh, very valuable out of it. We love you. Shout out to our YouTube watchers. Shout out to our Spotify podcast listeners. Yo, can I say something yeah, before we it. finish? You could say something. Do we have an email? Uh, no. A future I, email? I want to. We can. I think we should do it. I think we should start doing Q and A's. Yeah. It'll just give us more like. That's good. Anyways. I was gonna give my personal, but I decided it might be a lot. So no, I'm gonna, do it. We'll make one. I but I think I think. Let's do yours. I think there's. There's a, some real feedback that we can start getting on yeah. on some of this. Uh, okay, let's do it. Uh, I, uh, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. it was like, okay, let's Andy at CrosswalkVillage.com. Let's give yours too. You have Josh. Same thing, Josh at CrosswalkVillage.com. If you have thoughts, if you agree, if you disagree, email us. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, we love you. You're doing better than you think you are. We're going to get through all this crazy 2020 Dude, end of year stuff together. Insane. Love you guys. Love Bye. Bye. Bye.